Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, guys, welcome back. So next we are going to talk about a periodic tenancy. What is it and what are the risks of having one? Um, please excuse me, I have a lot of notes here. So if I'm looking down, I'm just trying to remind myself of everything that I have written down because it is a lot. So what is, first and foremost, so what is a periodic tenancy? I kind of mentioned it earlier, but per the RTA, the definition is a periodic tenancy renews or continues weekly, monthly, or yearly without notice. So how is this different than a fixed term? So if a landlord has a lease that is set for a fixed term um, with an agreement in the lease that says uh, this agreement shall continue month to month hereafter, this is a fixed term tenancy and then is converted into a periodic tenancy and it's converted into a month to month tenancy. So a fixed term tenancy, as I mentioned earlier, is when you have a lease agreement that goes until a specific date. And then every party always understands that that is the end date of the lease. Either the owner is taking back the property and is going to re-rent it, the tenant is going to move out, or the property is going up for sale. At the end of the day, that date is the date that the tenant is supposed to move out of the property. That is a fixed-term tenancy. A periodic tenancy does not have a date. So a periodic tenancy, a month-to-month periodic tenancy, means that the landlord needs to give the tenant notice if the tenant needs to vacate. And again, the tenant then needs to give the landlord notice if they're going to vacate. So it's a little bit different and we're gonna dive into a little more detail on how that impacts uh, a landlord. So the second thing is there's implied consent involved in this. So if a landlord has a fixed term agreement with a tenant, and after that term, there's no agreement, there's no written agreement, I should say, that sets a, another fixed term extension. And there's nothing in writing. It's just kind of a handshake agreement or it's just, you know, a phone call conversation or a text message. And the tenant sends rent in the next month and the landlord accepts it. That's what's called implied consent because nothing's really changed. You haven't written anything up. The tenant hasn't moved out. The landlord hasn't told the tenant to move out. So the tenant pays the rent and then the landlord accepts it. So that is implied consent. And then that lease is then transferred over to a month to month tenancy. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. So that's a big difference between a fixed term and a periodic term. So you need to understand that you need to reach out to your tenant and you need to decide if you want a fixed term or a periodic. And you need to understand if you know, what are the implications of that and how does that affect my long term? If my long term is to sell the property by pick a date, let's say June 2021, you do not want to then enter into a periodic lease agreement. You want to make sure that you have a fixed term of June 2021 so that you can tell the tenant, okay, as of June 2021, you are moving out of the property because I'm planning on selling the house. You cannot do that, unfortunately with a periodic tenancy. So there is a little bit of planning that needs to happen. So why is this why is this dangerous essentially? So 
Tenants are only required in a periodic tenancy to give 30 days notice. They can give 30 days notice at any point in time. So in the rental market, the slow times of the year are typically somewhere between October and November and uh, February and March. So those are the slow times of year. Those are the times that it's hardest to re-rent property. No one wants to move when it's cold, even though we've been enjoying this beautiful weather <laughs> all year. But in most cases, it's in Calgary at least, it's uh, minus 30, there's two, three, four feet of snow sometimes. No one wants to move. And there's also the holidays. Everyone just kind of sits still. So if a tenant gives 30 days notice in November, that puts the landlord in a really, really unfortunate circumstance because they can't say no. They can't, well, they could try and negotiate and say, hey, do you mind staying a little bit longer? You know, try and negotiate something. Um, but more so often than not, the tenant just gives their 30 days notice and then they're gone. And then the landlord is left to figure out how I'm going to re-rent the property in the middle of winter. So that's a really big threat potentially. Whereas uh, a landlord needs to give Third, or sorry, the landlord needs to give 90 days notice. So three clear months notice. And on top of that, they need to give a reason. So with a tenant, tenant doesn't need to give a reason at all. They can just say, I'm moving out. Here's my 30 days notice. A landlord actually in a periodic tenancy has to give a reason. And there are very specific reasons as to why a landlord can terminate a tenancy. So, of course, one of them is they are looking to sell the property. Uh, that's the one that we are most um, comfortable with. But, you know, if you're having, you know, just minor disputes with the tenant and you don't really get along with them, but they pay the rent or, you know, there's nothing really big happening. You go, I just don't want to deal with them anymore. That's not a good enough reason, unfortunately. <laughs> so, um that's something that you also need to consider. So another thing is that if a landlord needs to do major renovations and the property needs to be empty to do this in a periodic tenancy, the landlord technically has to give one year of notice. So if your client or uh, you're a landlord yourself and you have a periodic tenancy and uh, you want to do major renovations, you want to gut the kitchen, gut the bathrooms, and you can't do that when someone's living in the property and you're in a periodic tenancy, you actually have to give a year's worth of notice to the tenant. Now, does the tenant need to take an entire year? Definitely not, but you are obligated to give one year's worth of notice to a tenant if you want to do any major renovations. So. And that's per the RTA. There's no way of getting around that. So if you want to end a periodic tenancy as a landlord, you can either um, end it because of, of a substantial breach. So a substantial breach means the tenant has not fulfilled their obligations per the lease agreement. The most common one, of course, is non-payment of rent. And then you get into evictions, which I'm going to be talking about next time I'm on CIR Live. Um, but if they have not committed a substantial breach of the contract, I'm going to list off a bunch of things here, so you're going to have to bear with me. Um, the landlord can only end a periodic tenancy for the following reasons. So the landlord or the relative is planning on moving into the property. Um, the landlord has sold the property, which we already know. Um, the landlord has sold uh, a condominium or... Um, a semi-detached dwelling, something like that. So again, selling the property. Uh, the landlord intends to demolish the building. Um, 
the landlord intends to use the premises for non-residential use, such as business purposes. So if you decide to uh, convert your house into a commercial building, a flower shop, tattoo shop, anything like that, um, that would be a substantial cause. And uh, the landlord is an educational institution and the tenant is no longer a student and will no longer be a student. So 99% of the time, that won't apply to you. But these are very specific reasons why a landlord can only uh, terminate a contract. So essentially, it means that a landlord can't terminate a periodic tenancy without either a substantial breach. But if the tenant hasn't committed a substantial breach, the tenancy can't be terminated. So the only thing that the landlord can really do is provide 90 days notice and increase the rent. So you can only increase the rent in general, doesn't matter if it's fixed term, periodic, doesn't matter. In Alberta, you can only increase the rent once every 365 days. So again, it doesn't matter if you're on a fixed term lease or a periodic tenancy, you can only increase the rent once. So you have to be mindful of that. But if you've never increased the rent, you can say, okay, here's your 90 days notice. I'm increasing your rent to X. Now, I guess you could increase it exponentially if you really wanted them out. Um, but if you're just looking for a little bit more money, you can increase the rent. Now, the tenant then has the option to either accept the rental increase or they can decline it and then they can move out within those 90 days. So that is the only thing that can protect you in ending a periodic tenancy. Now, if you've just increased the rent six months ago, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do then. You have to then wait another six months to get through that one full year cycle to then say, okay, I'm increasing my rent. Or you might just say, I'm more, I, want it to, I want to sell the property or I have a brother or a sister that's moving into the property. So why is a fixed term better than a periodic tenancy? If it isn't already clear enough for you, <laughs> why a fixed term tenancy is just overall better for, uh, for your rental property. Um, just as a just as a side note, we as CIR property management, we always do fixed term leases and we always do fixed term renewals. So we will never enter into a periodic tenancy uh, specifically for all of the reasons that I've just uh, noted here. It just puts a huge risk. So um, some of the reasons why fixed term tenancy is better is it gives you the security and the peace of mind knowing that the rent will be coming in for that entire term of the agreement. Uh, it can also mean that you're getting better tenants. Tenants are willing to sign fixed-term contracts. They want, you know, good, stable homes. They want something that's stable and that they can settle into. Um, they're also more likely to look after the property. Now, these are, you know, there's caveats here and there, but overall speaking, they're more likely to look after the property if they're in a fixed term. Uh, fixed-term tenancies also result typically in less vacancies, which is really nice uh, than periodic tenancies, which means lower turnover, which means lower cost to you, which means less time that you're spending trying to find new tenants and advertising costs. And it also reduces the amount of wear and tear on a property. I'm sure you guys know when you're moving into a property and moving out to, to a property, there's going to be marks and dings and scratches and scuffs, you know, especially if you're dealing with staircases or big couches and things like that. And then, you know, you have to do paint touch-ups and everything like that. So there's a lot less wear and tear because that turnover is a lot smaller. So as a tenancy is reviewed at the end 
of a fixed period, it gives you a logical time to schedule the increase. So if you know that you're going into a, uh, if you're coming to the end of your fixed term tenancy, you can say, okay, I'm coming to the end. I know that the market says I can increase my rent by $75. I know that that is what I want to do. And then at that point, you know that you can do a scheduled increase. And if the tenant says no, then they move out and you re-advertise for $75 more, maybe $100 more, who knows? Um, but then it becomes a term of negotiation and you can usually uh, wiggle your way into something that becomes mutually agreeable, especially ha if you have good tenants and you want to keep them. Um, and you also have, this is you know the most common one, but you have reasonable control of when the tenancy is going to end, like I said at the very beginning, right? If you have a fixed term lease, you know exactly when that's going to end, you know exactly what you can do next, you know exactly that you can uh, extend the lease, you know exactly that you can put the property up for sale, and you can tell um, your realtor that the property, you know, the fixed term tenancy is this, the tenant is moving out on this date. So that is something that uh, is really beneficial. And you can also kind of see where the market is. and. If you have a really good tenant, you can kind of wait it out and you can sign the tenants on for another fixed term. So I would never recommend just going from a fixed term to a periodic term. Uh, a lot of property management companies do do a fixed term into a month a month. Um, again, CIR, I personally don't believe in that. I would like to give my clients fixed terms for everything so that everyone is super clear on when the lease is going to either end or extend. And it gives everyone a really good understanding of you know, where to next. So I would also recommend that you are reaching out to your tenants about, ooh, I would say six to eight weeks before the end of the lease. So if your lease is ending, you know, let's say your lease is ending uh, March 2021, um, I would reach out to your tenants now or even last week and uh, try and get an answer out of them. And try and you know see if you can come to either an extension or if they're going to be ending their lease because a landlord can then start advertising 30 days before so um, you have that time to start advertising the property getting the property ready and uh, starting to you know plan plan ahead and if you plan on selling the property you can start um, chatting with different people you can start making those arrangements uh, for doing some upgrades as well because you have a fixed timeline so again, six to eight weeks, what did I say? Six to eight weeks, sorry, that would put you at the end of uh, February. Yeah, so I would start, um, not March, I think I said March, but if, uh, if you have a tenant that's ending at the end of February, I would start reaching out now. Um, typically we reach out, you know, even last week or the week before, try and get an idea and start making those negotiations because negotiations sometimes are super quick, super easy. If the tenants are good, they wanna stay. You don't wanna increase the rent, you're happy. They're happy. You put a simple document together saying we're extending for another fixed term of two months, six months, eight months, a year, doesn't matter, uh, whatever you guys have agreed to, and you both sign it and you're off to the races. So sometimes it's really quick and simple. Sometimes it's a little more complicated. Sometimes tenants say, well, I'm thinking about buying a house. You know, I don't want to sign another lease. You know, stuff happens, stuff, ha stuff comes up, but you want to give yourself enough time to make those negotiations, come to an agreement before the start of those last 30 days of tenancy. Because if the tenant decides that they are moving out or um, you're deciding that they are moving out, you need to make that arrangement so that there's that 30 days notice so that you can start re-advertising the property and getting the property up for rent. 
so uh, that is the long version of what a periodic tendency is and the risks involved. I hope I didn't bore you too much. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and uh, we will see you next Monday. Have a great week. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.